Come live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. All right, welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Again, a big thank you to Steve Swain, who was a part of our original show at 6 p.m., and um, him being inducted into the Hall of Fame at West Virginia State and just getting a chance to see where he is now. Um, welcome in my co-host, Duck Raleigh. How are you, sir? Yeah, Precious, yeah. I uh, appreciate uh, you having Steve on. Not only was he inducted in the State's Hall of Fame, but also – also, the Patch, Mattdown County Hall of Fame, and that's where him and I hooked up last Saturday. Okay. Wow. Okay. I, I didn't know that, too. Um, but just a good show. He's talkative, too, very informative, had a lot of great answers, and obviously you all go way back and knew a lot of the same people for sure. Um, Tim Moore, speaking of a lot of the same people, how are you, sir? I'm doing I'm doing very well, and it's it's always gratifying to to hear uh, folks from um, that part of the world uh, being honored. Uh, I remember Steve was, uh, was a tremendous ball player. Now you talk about a trash talker. Steve talked a little bit, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> you know. And and I'm all and I just want to say just for the record uh, to our listeners, um, I'm always just sort of stunned at how uh, David Riley takes such a backseat and, and highlights other people in sports when we come on this program. David Riley's resume is as strong as anybody that's ever come out of this region. And for him to have the humility to want to see other people shine, I, I just want to give you your flowers, my brother. Amen. Amen. I took note of that in the thread, and Duck told me to move on, but I'm not. Um, we, we are in the midst of with the living legend. He wanted me to talk about, you know, Tim Traveling. And no, that's not what we're gonna do. So, <laughs> Duck, I'm gonna be nice it, to you. It, I understand. Look, look, first it was a Tim traveling uh, or Tim singing. Which one? I couldn't remember. <laughs> no, we're not gonna go back to the singing. Although we okay. need to call Motown, but <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, Duck, I saw that picture of you all being you know, inducted into the Hall of Fame, or maybe that was the dinner the night before. I'm not sure, but you look like you can still play. I can't wait to talk to everybody tomorrow night. Duck, when is that show? Tomorrow, starting at 5.30 p.m., right here on Never Had It So Good Radio? Yes. Uh, Bringing all the Hall of Famers in. We're going to stay with them, guys. It ain't about me. It was a team game, so we're going to leave it right there. We're going to hook it up. Okay. All right. And if we play that country rose just one more time, I can't, Lord have mercy. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> wants to cry. Okay. Well, you <laughs> know, you know, in. you know, Doug, you, you, you know, Doug, when, uh, when uh, Steve said that they didn't keep stats at Gary, I was like, oh, Lord, Princess is going to get on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I had a lot of those. <laughs> I had some. But, you know, I stayed away from it. <laughs> I stayed away from it, you know. But you know something, Tim, I wanted to Tim, I'm so hard for I know you were going to kill us off, but my thing was 
I, you know, it would have been amazing if they had to kept stats, especially defensively. I don't know why no, Steve and them didn't. I know at Norfolk, that's the only thing because we had Gary Dove. Right. So he kept right. stats. So, you know, we yeah. knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. I was going to say, did they write back then? But I left it alone, oh, and I just okay. kept it moving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 <laughs> That's okay. really bad. Okay. Carlos Bradley, save me. How are you, sir? <laughs> I am great. How are you all? Doing really good. Doing really well. Good. Doing well. I love Mondays. I love Mondays. And let's go ahead and get in this eagle. Um, Larry Tisdale, <laughs> how are you, sir? What's up, uh, Sam? How's everybody? Uh, and congratulations hey, hey, to my Larry, big brother. Larry, Prince said you had called in at 3 o'clock knowing the show didn't start till 7. <laughs> <laughs> Larry was the first one in the system. I'm like, look at him. Listen, open mic, I, I got to start off with Larry. Oh, oh you going to start off with Larry? Good. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and get listen, it out of the way with, with those. Ugly uniforms on. Come on, Larry. Ooh, they look good, didn't they? My goodness, they sold out. <laughs> goodness, we look good. I'm going to leave that one alone. Listen, my open mic is, and I have some questions, you guys. You know, the elders might be able to help me on this. And it's about the <laughs> Michigan scandal. I'm not included uh, in that, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not getting in that kind of trouble. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have questions on... You know, I'm going to say the legality or, you know, how how players or teams accept the fact or not that people are, are stealing their signs and things like that. You know, they're supposed to have one of their staffers who had went to all these games and was collecting a film from the sideline and anything. Is it similar to baseball where it's kind of open to interpretation, you know, sign stealing? Or when you involve technology and stuff like that, is that okay? And, I mean, I'm real, I, I don't know – I got mixed feelings about it. Well, they say with the sign stealing that if you do it, it's been done forever. If you just do it face to face, but when you bring the technology and the espionage and hiding things and all that, that's when they say it becomes a big issue. Okay. Yeah, Larry, because you you can film the game from the opposing team's sideline and watch this game and watch the coaches, too. And you can see right. some of the signals. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's very difficult, but I, I guess if that's what you paid to do. And, and you can't tell me, and, and Carlos and uh, Tim and Francis, you guys can step in, but you're you going to fire the lowest man on the totem pole? You, like you didn't know he was doing that? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a little. That's a little hard to believe. Um, but you know. You know what? I, I'm sort of like Larry. Uh, but maybe I'm even more so. I didn't even realize that you couldn't go to other people's games and scout yeah, them like that. I didn't know that they there couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised at the whole thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's more that, that was my in, point in high school. Then in, in college, because high school and like, you know you know this you and and college you, shoot they take you know they film they film the game from the right. stands yes. you know the opposing yes. team you know so sometimes you know you don't get a great shot sometimes 
but but you get enough to kind of see what they're doing. I I, I didn't know from the college standpoint that they did a lot of that, but I guess everybody be on notice now. Yeah, and I heard and, it's really prevalent. Mhm. Shiano was it Shiano that from Rutgers that, that yeah. talked about? He alluded to that earlier in the year that he felt like <laughs> they knew before, you know. Looked like they had they, they anticipated the play, um, so. But I did not know, as Tim said, that you could go to the game prior and go to other games and do that. I didn't know that. Yeah, you could ask for yeah, film. Yeah, I mean, it, well, I know I, I can't speak on the college level so much, but like I said, stepping back to high school a little bit, if I know my mm-hmm. Carlos team is pretty good. And I know I'm going to be pretty good, and it's a chance for me to meet them. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hitting almost every game possible as long as we're not playing at the same time. But I also, mm-hmm. my freshman coaches, they might go and scout them so we can oh, have yeah. a run and tap on what, what's happening with that team and right. where we need to be. So we, we already mm-hmm. know going into a playoff game that, hey, this team loves to do this. We already got that broken down, Princess. Yeah. yeah and we it see makes that in high school games all the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, Carlos, open house. Open mic. Open house, too. But anyway, open mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about uh, scandals in college, the, the Michigan State, Mel Tucker situation is the more I look at this, the more I hear, the more I read, this, this the young lady does not seem to be the most sound person to be writing a case on. Um, now, Carlo, you know, Carlos, I don't mean to we, cut you off. I don't mean to cut you off. Don't give us too much because we got to save it for the X-Files. Okay, no, 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 I'm not going – no, I'm just saying – I'm just saying her her whole reason for bringing things up and the timing of bringing things up seems to be suspect. Okay. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. All right, Princess, open mic. Okay. I don't give her much credit. She's dumb. She stayed on the phone for 36 minutes. Okay. All right, so. I'm loving She was frozen. <laughs> Paralyzed. <laughs> yeah, she was frozen. Let me look at that again Maybe. to make sure that's what's happening. Maybe, like, it was dark, like Bernie Mac. Okay. All right. So, you know, I want to talk about, and I talked about this with Tim, about Caleb Williams in two aspects. He said this week or last week that whoever drafts him, um, he wants a, a ownership, a stake in the team. Um, and then it came out yesterday, and it was really talked about Saturday night and on Sunday, about him going ahead and setting it down. And he, he should do that because there he's probably he's not in the run for the Heisman at this point, and they have two life losses, so they're probably not in the final four picture. So you, I, oh. I really want to get everybody's thoughts about that. Should he shut it down, Duck Riley, um, in the middle of the season? Princess, I wouldn't, but I I don't know what all he has going on. We know he's going to possibly be the first player taken. But I was going to mm-hmm. speak up on, talk about 
about the ownership part of it, and that's something okay. that I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up with the attorneys on next Monday mm-hmm. because I like to get okay. that viewpoint on that. So I hold off on that. But uh, as far as shutting it down, I wouldn't. I would play out the season. But like I said, I don't know who his agent is, and I don't know what the NFL is telling his agent or him. Okay. Carlos Bradley, would you advise him to shut it down? I mean, I don't I don't know if you leave your team high and dry in week eight, week nine, um, and there's four or five games still left on the schedule. See, the way things are now, actually, yes, he should shut it down. Do I personally agree with that? No. But if an agent is looking at the situation, what does he have to gain other than to go backwards if he continues playing. And I think he's completely out of his mind as far as ownership. Like, if that's not going to happen. They'll tell him to just stay in college and get whatever money you want, but you're not coming to a team and owning part of the team. You have not proven anything yet, and you want ownership? He's completely out of his yeah. mind. Uh, it's not like, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers – who's played for 13 years and, you know, you know what he's bringing to the table and fan base is coming with him. No, Caleb Williams has too much to still prove. If I was his agent, shutting it down would be an option that we would definitely look at and probably yes. Turning his back on his teammate, Carlos Bradley would tell him, look, the love of the game the way we look at the game is being lost completely. Everything is dollars and cents. Everything is what I'm going to earn. I get it. That's the bottom line. But heart and soul, we played because we love playing the game and we love going out there, not, oh, I'm going to play first down. I'm not playing second and third. No, I'm going in and I'm staying in. Yeah, yeah. Larry, is there your thoughts about, you know, um, setting it down. The first one that I remember, and I know there were some before, was Christian McCaffrey sitting out the, the bowl game. And there were some before him. And I remember that his dad, who I think played in the NFL, um, yeah. you know, yeah. suggested that too and wanted him to. Yeah, that's right. You, you, you alluded to that or said that last week, I think it was. Larry Tisdale, your thoughts about that part, though? Should he or should he not? You know, I'm gonna follow Carlos. I think I think he's setting himself up for failure, and this has nothing to do with the way he plays the game. You know, but as anything has showed us within this past few months of what you know owners have said and not being held accountable for, um, you're on their farm, and you asking for something like when Susanna Summers was fired for asking for a raise, when you asking for part ownership. You're a different kind of player. You're kind of maybe you're the kind of player that's going to be causing problems. And you're right, he hasn't played. And somebody knows, you know, that transition. Some quarterbacks are really good at college that don't necessarily turn out into the pros. Um, I think it's a bad move. You know, you leave your team. It just looks like a very selfish move to me. It doesn't. It doesn't even necessarily with the, everything that he's asking for look like he's just trying to take care of himself. This looks like even more greed. So. I'm not sure who his marketing firm or PR firm is behind there, but it doesn't look good uh, to me. The, the visuals are really bad. It looks very selfish. And the fact that he announces it 
and then with the possibility possibility to do. If you're going to do it, if you just did it and it's done, like when McCafferty did it, he did it, was done, not playing the bowl game, move on. But he's like mid-season, hey, I might do this. We got a long time to hate on you. Not good. Is that all yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was on mute. Yeah, oh. I was on mute. I okay. was waiting on Tim Moore. Um, I'm reminded of Josh Rosen, who came out uh, first overall from UCLA as a quarterback early and was talking about, you know, during the, the combine, you know, if pro coach tell him to do something, I need to, I need to know why we're going to do it. Um, it seems pretty presumptuous. I'm with, I'm with Carlos on this. You know, make the team first. And then, you know, a few years from now, you can talk about maybe an ownership stake or something like that. But I, that's crazy, I think, um, to uh, to go in there. Now, I think a veteran player who may be near retirement talking about something like that, that's, that's a little different. But uh, you coming out of college, make the team first. Yeah. Okay, Doug, thank you for allowing me that time. No, no, this is great, Princess, because uh, you even hear Larry go back to uh, – Suzette Summers. I'm like, wow. I was like, okay. <laughs> Somebody needs to get her for that bad hair, but rest in peace, Suzanne Summers. Uh, oh, yeah. Rest in I was peace. Like, Dad, I was in three's company. Oh, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to put F troop on. <laughs> it was in reruns before I knew they were. he was gay or played gay. I didn't. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I st- I'll give you 36 minutes, but but anyway, uh, Tim, <laughs> give me your top five football teams, Tim. Well, it's changed a little bit because Penn State got uh, exposed a little bit, I think, uh, on uh, this week. Uh, so I'm I'm still going with Georgia, number one. Uh, I think Michigan, number two, as long as uh, you know they're eligible. Uh, Florida State, uh, <laughs> I still I still like them at number three. Um, Washington at number four, and then Ohio State. I've moved them up into the top five. Okay. Yeah, Washington had a little rough time. All right, Precious. I have Michigan at one. Um, I was very impressed with Ohio State. I have them at two. Georgia at three. Florida State at four. Hurts my heart. And Washington at five. Okay. All right, Larry, what you got for us? Yeah, I'm following Princess, the exact same lineup. I got Michigan number one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, Florida four, and Washington coming in at number five. Miracles never cease. Look, look, are y'all talking because Dallas didn't play this week? Well, okay. uh, At least they won last Monday. If we listen to Cleo, Larry Tisdale, they lost. I'm sorry. (laughs) I had to get that part in. Yeah. He played a good game. You got one. Okay. Thank you. Uh, right, you all Carlos, what you got for us? <laughs> all right. I got Ohio State at number one. I think they got another level that they can reach going upwards. I think they can still um, push a little, a little higher. I got Georgia at two. I got Michigan at three. I got Florida State at four. And I got Washington at five. Okay. All right, stand right with you, uh, Carlos. 
What about that Clemson and Miami game? Well, Clemson got some problems. I mean, Clemson yeah. was start was starting to that. look like Clemson, and then this week not looking like Clemson. Uh, Miami, who you know with the dumb plays that they made last week, and then but the ability to come back and regroup and beat Clemson. Um, kudos to them. But I think more so than anything, Clemson has some problems here. And they're okay. exposed. All right. Uh, what did you think? A, a freshman quarterback. Wow. You know, I, we said this earlier in the year. I did. I thought that – I really thought that Clemson just looked shaky watching the players on the sideline and the disconnect between – it, what, at least my perceived disconnect between some of the players and coaches. Um, so to see them playing this inconsistent, to have Miami after what they went through, who probably should have collapsed, you know, after, you know, you know their showings, to come back and beat Clemson is a, more of a reflection maybe of Clemson as opposed to Miami. But it was uh, maybe a, a, a tale of what's to come. I I see Clemson having some issues. There's something that's not right there. I can't put my finger on it yet, but when you watch them, there is something going on in that program. Okay. Uh, Tim? Yeah, um, I I think, first of all, Miami's got a lot of talent, and I think they're on the come, even though they, they, you know, sort of do do what they do. I think – we're starting to see in spite of their, their coach. Um, but he was an offensive lineman, and I think he's going to build back to that physical brand of football that they used to play at Miami years ago. And they, they've always had skilled players. Um, so I was impressed with the way they bounced back because uh, they did not look great against North Carolina. Um, Clemson, you know, I, I, I was – I was reading the Bible the other day where in the book of Genesis, uh, God created man in his own image. And uh, I think that's what uh, Dabo's trying to do down at Clemson is create that team in his image. And it was not, it, that was not what his early teams were looking like. Um, and I'll leave that at that. that he's, he's trying to do something that's not going to be competitive. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with what everybody has said. I thought in the end, Miami was bullying um, Clemson. They, I thought they looked better, and they definitely looked faster um, and stronger at the end and maybe even starting the game. And I think there's a testament and something in the, the message that Dabble had in his press conference that, you know, he was really upset with people who thought that they were going to win every game every year, every season, you know, and, and all of the fair weather fans. And he said maybe they should lose this season so they can get rid of those fair weather fans and get some of the people off the bandwagon. And if that's your conversation and maybe you should lose, then you're, 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 you're in trouble. You know you're in trouble. And you're preparing everybody else um, because the writing is on the wall. They're going to have to do some soul searching. And I agree with Tim on the direction that they're going to bring that back another way, we'll see. But Clemson is not Clemson. They've lost more games this year than they have in quite some time over a seven-year span almost, or at least a four- or five-year span. Um, they're in trouble. But I think they're in trouble 
in the locker room, um, and I think someone said they couldn't put their hand on it. They're in trouble in the locker room. Okay. What about uh, Princess staying with you at Duke and FSU game? <sighs> I tried. I was praying for Duke. I prayed and, and asked to, to deliver something differently. But FSU is good. And they weathered the storm. I thought that Duke was toe to toe with them in the first half, and I, I don't, I can't remember. I think it's the third quarter that the Duke quarterback couldn't play anymore, and I thought it was game over at that point. But as everybody said, and I guess I, the writing is on the wall. FSU is good, and they have some horses. They have talent. They have speed, um, and they look better in the end and pulled away. Okay, uh, uh, Princess. Before I move on. Uh... To uh, Tim, I, I want to ask you about uh, your, your Taylor Taylor Swift handshake. Can you do it? <laughs> Man, I, you know, you know, if you ask me, me to name a Taylor Swift song, I couldn't do it. I couldn't name oh, one. Uh, I couldn't name but one. That's, but that's, but that's they defended her. She only had got, 60 seconds. Yeah, they got a new handshake. She and Patrick Mahomes like. They got a new handshake. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering if uh, 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 next time we all together, we need to work on that, man. So we could be part no, of the no, crew. No, 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 no. Uh, and Travis Kelsey told told the um, the bodyguards, "Hey, I got it. You know, this is this is my woman." So okay. okay. I wonder how long it'll last. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's only a moment in time. I, 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 I hit me up. FSU Duke. <laughs> uh, a good ball game. Duke, uh, Duke represented. I mean, they, they surprised me yeah. at how competitive they were. And I think that if their quarterback hadn't gone down, you know, who yeah, knows yeah. what would have happened. You know, that was, that was a, that was a pretty competitive ball game. Okay. Uh, what your thoughts, Carlos? Duke, FSU. Well, I thought it was a good ball game also. Duke is looking more like Clemson than Clemson is, as I said <laughs> right. early early in the year now. You know? Um but they were they were hanging right there toe to toe and the the depth and the speed of FSU just prevailed. Um and they just pulled away from them. But Duke had nothing to be ashamed of. They were right there. Okay, like yeah, you know, everybody said it, this was an even game up into the third quarter. You know, this went back and forth. And after, the, you know, they had the quarterback incident, that changed everything. Um, and then the horses just pulled away. They lost their leader and they lost some of their leadership. Because the numbers on Duke's side, they didn't have great numbers, but were still in the game. Um, and probably the numbers are a little misleading when you watch it. Fourth quarter is when they pulled away. And, again, they've got these, you know, five-star athletes. Um, and it showed it at, at that point in the game. But uh, Duke can play. And without injury, I would love to have seen what that is. Uh, an 18-point game, losing your leader, and they scored 21 in the fourth, a much closer game than uh, the numbers would indicate. Okay, staying right with you, Larry. Uh, we aren't versus Ohio State. Oh, wow. You know – and we talked about this, and, and I kind of got swept up into thinking that, that Penn State had an offense. 
and I know they have a running back, but their quarterback play. And, you know, I really wasn't convinced from the thinking they've got this great quarterback play, you know, not even like a Jordan Travis at, at that level at Florida State. And it came back to get them. You know, they just couldn't put any points on the board or, you know, drum up any kind of offense. Um, and then they became very one-dimensional. Um, Ohio State didn't play great. They played well enough, and that's a rivalry, so I could deal with that. But it's unfortunate that I still haven't seen somebody on Penn State that can separate them. And if it's not your quarterback, it, it can't be, you know, necessarily just your running back and, and wide receivers. I just I think their quarterback play is still maybe a C, and, and that came out in this game. Yeah. The only thing I, I kind of disagree with, Larry, is that the quarterback was really nervous for some reason. That That's the worst I have ever seen that kid play. Uh, hopefully he got it out of his system. Uh, they're going to be in for a long game against Michigan. So, yeah. uh, Francis, your thoughts on uh, we aren't versus Ohio State? Yeah, I'm right there with with Larry on everything. I guess I was I was pulling for Penn State, and I was sold on the quarterback. He looked good all season long, but yeah. um, he didn't look himself in that game. Um, and I thought Ohio State really looked good. They weathered every mistake, every storm. They weathered it, um, and and it did really well for sure. Um, and Penn State is now and James Franklin. It's one and nine against Ohio State. I went against the odds, and the same thing happened. So kudos to Ohio State. And, and Marvin Harrison, um, he's the one that needs to be talking about owners, part ownership in a team, uh, <laughs> not Caleb Williams. <laughs> All right, uh, Tim. Yeah, I, I would agree with pretty much everything I've heard so far. I was very disappointed in that quarterback. I I thought, and I've mentioned it several times on the program, I thought Penn State was the best team, you know, from what I saw um, so far. I thought they were the best team in the Big Ten, but uh, that quarterback looked awful Saturday. Um, and, and the interesting thing was when they started the game, if you remember in the first quarter, they were running the ball very well. I mean, they were getting some chunk plays uh, running the ball, but then Ohio State uh, started to crowd the line of scrimmage uh, to cut that off, and they couldn't pass it. Um, we were on a thread, and I think it was Jason uh, who said that he looked nervous. Um, uh-huh. and, and I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree. He, he just was not, he was not very good at all, uh, and I was surprised. I agree with that, Tim. I'll tell you, because that kid has been playing well. Uh, Carlos, we aren't versus Ohio State. Well, I think uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. proved to be the best player in the country once again. That that seems apparent to me. Every third down that they needed something, he made something happen with 11 catches in the game. But I think more than anything, this seemed to be a matter of coaching or lack thereof on the Penn State side. Because if you have a a young quarterback or a quarterback that's been playing that well, you as the coach, you as the offensive coordinator need to work at a game plan that settles him down and allows him to build himself up in the game. So that when those Mm -hmm. moments arise, he can do it. So that looking of nervous and all that other stuff, like, 
it of course comes down to the player, but I think it also has to do with the coaching and the direction of the coach. I think Penn State was exposed to some degree, but I think Ohio State showed that they have a level, and I think they even have another level that they could go. <laughs> yeah, I want to stay with you, uh, Carlos, because I want to talk about the Rocky Top in Alabama. Well, I mean, this was good, too, and they were going back and forth. I, I really wish, once again, in coaching, I wish that Nick Saban would settle on who his quarterback is and and direct the game plan accordingly. He's an athlete. He can run. He throws the deep ball well. I think all that became apparent. And Alabama prevailed. But it was, you know, it was nip and tuck for a good while. Okay, Larry? They fought really hard, Tennessee. Um, And it just appeared like, you know, as the game went on, they just didn't seem to have at least the belief uh, that they could win. And it, that kind of showed because the numbers across the board were, you know, relatively even um, all the way all the way up into the third quarter. And then Alabama just believed that they can win. And I think that really, really, I thought that was the difference in the game. Alabama, you know, wants to get back, and I, they are now into the top ten, and they are. Um, because, you know, Milrow played well, Milton played well, um, they didn't have much of a, 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 a passing game with Tennessee, but still hung into that game. I think they're, you know, we saw them last year play well. I, I believe that they're still a year away. If this quarterback stays uh, an, another year, I think they're a year away from playing Alabama really well and really have an opportunity to upset them. Okay. Precious. I want to know – what Nick Saban said to them at halftime, because Tennessee went in twenty to seven, and Tennessee didn't score any more points in the second half, and Alabama scored twenty seven points. What happened? What were the adjustments? What was his conversation? It was two totally different teams, um, and Alabama dominated the, the the second half. I thought Tennessee dominated the first half, and I thought Hyper went in like he was a man and he was going to go into Brian Denny Stadium, and went there just like he had won in Neyland, and it didn't happen. And Nick Saban, you could tell he was really pleased and happy to, to, to win, and to win in a good fashion there um, by two touchdowns. Uh, I think he yeah. just challenged them to be Alabama, be the Alabama that they yeah. came there to be. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tim? Yeah, I, I'd agree with what I've heard it was almost like two different ball games. Um, Tennessee yeah. was was very impressive in the first half, and Alabama was very impressive in the second half. Um, but that's what championship teams do, you know. They uh, they showed the championship medal. Okay, staying with you, Tim. A little bit of USC and Utah. Uh, Utah's not bad. They're, they're pretty good. I mean, they, you know, considering they're playing, I think they're playing with a third-string quarterback now, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they, um, 
they weathered the storm. I mean, uh, I thought for a while USC's uh, defense was starting to play a little ball because they, you know, they got the pick six and uh, made a couple of key stops. But then when push comes to shove and, you know, the money's on the line, uh, they couldn't stop Utah from uh, getting in the field goal range. And Utah had a long way to go when they got the ball and very little bit of time to do it. Um, so, uh, you know, they were clutch. I'll give them credit for that. Uh, and USC does not impress me. Okay. What about uh, you, Carlos? Well, Utah, a team I've liked for the last couple of years, Utah is just a tough team. And I would have to say that must be the the temperament and personality of their coach. But they are just – I mean, I, they can put the fourth-string quarterback in. I think the same thing is going to happen. They're going to play hard. They're going to play tough and be in your face the whole game. USC has proven to not play defense very well. Um, there has been, I think I've said it before, Caleb Williams is a great player, but it's something that I just feel like there might be something missing. And it might be that he is just too self-absorbed with this, what we talked about earlier, and maybe I'll sit out, maybe I, and then it's just him, you know. Um, I think it's a missing element with him, which I think it now is going to permeate amongst the whole team. So USC could be on the way down the rest of the year. Wow. Okay. Uh, I agree. I don't know how you have a Heisman, a returning Heisman, and you're playing a, a Utah team, which, by the way, uh, he just mentioned, Utah has a great program out there. They do take after their coach. They have a program, not just a good team by year year by year. Uh, but for them to lose to, to Utah without their starting quarterback, and you have the Heisman, and your season was on the line so much that your quarterback says he's ready to shut it down after that loss. Um they are who we thought they are, um, and I do when I and, I and I do see some issues with Caleb. Um, I don't know if he's believing the hype, but he tries to do a little too much. He wants to throw these side throws. He's been watching too much of the NFL, and he looks like he's really missing some um, just fundamental structure to me. Um, and I'm going to say he who reminds me of, and I don't want to jinx him. And I hope it's just that he's trying to play a little, a little too much out, but. He reminds me of Johnny Manziel, and I understand he's a little better, but there's just something about that flash and that it's just something is a little off about him and his leadership or lack of leadership mm. with that team. Um, Carlos mentioned it. That team, USC, is in trouble. Um, and not, I'm not overly impressed with Davis. And the Good fact enough. that he has for right. ownership, he might just be out of his mind. That might be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the first time, I'm going to say this all year, I think Utah's a good football team, and they weathered the storm. They came out in, at, in L.A. and gave them the first punch, um, and they answered – all of their first punch, and even at the end when Caleb went, Williams, you know, they went up 33-32, they still yeah. went back down the field 
and got a, got a field goal and won the game. They didn't flinch, and that's a well-coached team, um, and good for them, good for them. Okay, uh, Tim, let's, let's talk about uh, do your thing with some of these games this week. Yeah, let's look at the uh, the games coming up October 28th. Duke is going into Louisville. Louisville uh, stumbled a little bit since they beat Notre Dame with their big uh, with the big win at home. Uh, Duke looks awfully good, uh, but they looks like look like they may have lost their quarterback again. So, uh, what do you, what are you thinking, Larry? With the loss of a quarterback, I, I think it might be a little, as we can see in the last game. I think it's probably a little too much for them to overcome. Louisville, as we know, is talented. I think they bounce back at this game here. I don't think this is a letdown game for them in those lookout games. Um, I like Louisville to run away with this one, especially if they, they say they don't have the quarterback. Okay. Uh, Carlos, what are you thinking uh, Duke going into uh, Louisville? You know, I, I think just about the opposite. I think that Duke has, has talent all over the field, and yeah. I think in losing their – quarterback, I think they'll just, you know, they'll rely on their running game. They'll rely on a short pass here and there. But I think Duke bounces back and wins this one. Louisville okay. is a talented team, though. Okay. Princess, what are, you, what are your thoughts, uh, Louisville uh, against uh, Duke? Uh, for Duke's sake, I hope they do bounce back. Um, they're 5-2 and two now. Louisville is sitting at 6-1. and one. But I, I think Louisville – has found, you know, um, what they needed. And they're, they're, I, don't, I don't see how you beat Notre Dame and then come back the next year, next week, and, and, and lose. But I'm going with Louisville in this one. I think they're, they're especially with Duke's quarterback, Kurt. Okay. Uh, Duke, uh, Duke and Louisville. Louisville lost to, was it Boston College that beat them? Somebody shouldn't beat them. No, they lost to it. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. And anybody that loses to that team deserves to not be voted on. I'm going with Duke. So you vote How long are you going to do that? <laughs> How long are you going to call them people that? It's the Pittsburgh Panthers, Doug. Come on, Doug. <laughs> okay, Larry. What do you What do you think? You, oh, let me say with you, Doug. Um, Oregon and Utah going at it this week. Oregon's looking awfully good. Utah's looking, uh, you know, resilient. Uh, what are you thinking there? Uh, I'm going to take Utah because I'm still stuck on uh, Dan uh, not landing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Larry, what are you thinking? The Oregon Ducks, uh, they, they pulled out those Bobby Moore uniforms. That's a that's a reference from way back uh, last week. Uh, they're playing Utah this week. I like Utah. I like, I like their program, and I think they're playing up there at Utah. Um so I think that home field advantage, I just like their program. I couldn't hear somebody was talking. Um, I, I like their program and what they're doing. Um, I think that, and, and it's, I think this is going to be a really good game, but I've got Utah uh, squeaking this out. Okay, Carlos. So Utah, Utah against the Oregon Ducks. Bobby Moore and Dan Fouts uniforms. <laughs> yes, sir. <Ouch. laughs> How about yeah. there? How about that? Well, that's right. So I think this is the game of the week right here. Um, I think it's going to be a real tough game because both teams are playing tough on both sides of the ball. Um, 
But I'm going to go with Utah. I'm going to go with Utah, you know, a little more grit. Um, and I I think they'll prevail. Let's not forget that Utah has a great sponsor, too. They bought – they gave 85 scholarship athletes trucks. Yeah. 85 yeah, scholarship it's, athletes. It's a, hey, I thought it was a hoax. I really did. No. They gave wow. 85 scholarship athletes trucks. So however that works. How did they do that? I don't give them some kind of NIL deal. That's their NIL That's their deal. NIL money. And, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, Larry, you, you, you missed the show with uh, Everett on that, Everett Scott talking about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hey Larry, Larry uh, you, 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 I think you mentioned on one of the programs you got some familiarity with the, with that Mormon culture out there. They got they got a little got a couple of coins in their pocket. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, Carlos, Carlos brought up Dan Fouts and uh, and Bobby Moore. A lot of for our listeners who don't know who Bobby Moore is, Bobby Moore was one of the great college receivers in the country and was at the time when he played in the pros, perhaps the best wide receiver in the NFL. He's now, for several years, been known as Ahmad Rashad. Uh, Princess, what are you thinking, uh, Oregon and Utah? I agree with Carlos. This is probably the game of the week. You know, both six and one, um, vying for, you know, top dog in, in the pack. No, no, I think uh, Washington is still undefeated. So um, I really want to see this game and see how it pans out. I think they are at Utah. So... I'm going to go Utah just because of, of what Duck said. I'm, I'm not picking um, um, that coach from Oregon in anything the rest of the season. So I'm going Utah. Okay, Princess. And the 85 uh, Chucks. Okay. <laughs> we're looking for – we're looking at the uh, – what is it called? The uh, the largest outdoor cocktail party in America uh, in Jacksonville Ooh. every year. Uh, Georgia against Florida. This week. What do you think of it? You know, I've been praying for two weeks that Duck did not put this on the agenda. And I'd be darned if this this man didn't do it to me anyway. Um, if if Georgia is who we think they are, maybe they start slow, but I don't see that. Um, they've really, I think, manhandled Florida over the past um, two or three seasons um, since Kirby Smart got there, except for that first one, I think, Florida won. Um, I don't know if they're going to be any different without Brock Byers as far as being dominating on defense. Both of them always has bye weeks in week three, um, the third Saturday, and then come back in the fourth Saturday and play. But um, I'm just not going to root against my team. But I understand the writing is on the wall. Um, But um, they are actually playing for a lead in the SEC East. How about that? Wow. Well, if I had listened to Tim, they wouldn't have been here. If I had listened to Tim, <laughs> okay. Uh, Carlos, rivalry game in Jacksonville this week: Georgia and Florida. What do you think? Well, I think this is the game where Georgia plays like Georgia, and they turn it up a notch. So I think it's going to be Georgia. Um, well, I think it'll test them. I think it'll show a lot because Florida is talented. Also, but, you know, we've kind of been waiting for Georgia to look like Georgia. Now's their opportunity. Okay. Uh, Larry, I think they do 50% of the tickets to Florida and 50% of the tickets to Georgia. Uh, so there won't be a home court advantage. There never is, but this is a big rival. What are you thinking, Florida and Georgia? 
I, I think that, you know, the, the high point of this game might be the barbecuing outside. Um, <laughs> I, I am certain. Hold I'm on, certain let me get Florida to the board and be, turn him off. Whatever. <laughs> I think that might be the high point of this game, but I, I, I can't believe I'm getting ready to say this. I am not overly convinced that Georgia can turn it up a notch. Um, I, you know, they've been underwhelming to me this entire year. Uh, uh, I've not seen them turn it on yet. This is that game that you could look at and say it's at Florida, playing for, you know, first place. I think Florida jumps up and bites them in the ass. Um, okay. This will go down to it. I think Florida does not give up this game. I think people – I think they have nothing to play, you know, to lose. I think Florida comes out and wins this game. Okay. Uh, Duck, uh, Florida, Joyce. Hey, I don't know about all that biting, but anyway. Uh, Come on, Duck. Come on, Duck. I'm, I'm listening. Taking, oh, yeah. Without a doubt, this is the one game that Georgia's going to probably lose. This is my upset special. I'm going with Florida. Ooh, oh, my okay. goodness. Uh, Let's, yeah. uh, let's try to keep these answers a little short because we're tight on time and want to get to a couple of other questions. Uh, Colorado. Oh, Cowboys. actually, LA. Tim, I want to know what you think. I, actually, I, think I got Florida time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think put in Georgia's, 90 number one, Georgia's the number one team in the country. Uh, I think they'll probably play like it. <laughs> so you just, make, you just basically week like said this. that Georgia's gonna Georgia's gonna just mop the floor with them, right? They didn't need to show up. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, so I've, I've got a partner in Ohio who calls these kind of things track meets. That's that's kind of what I'm expecting. Yeah. Wow. I do want you all to know during the the, the tailgating, we um, we have. Uh, stuffed dogs and we throw them out into the traffic and they come with little baby alligators and throw them out into the traffic and we do this oh, during God. the tailgating up until the game yeah oh well wow. i've been doing this since i was five or six years old well uh, we get stuffed animal dogs we we put them on a string hey, and we throw animals. them out into traffic okay. Okay. somebody Yes, yeah, stuffed animals. No, come on now, okay. Carlos. Come on. Okay. If we had done that, confused. I would not okay. be saying it on. I, I would not be revealing that. I'd keep that to myself. You would, but you would not be who you are. Stuffed animals. Okay. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. I, you know, I, I've, I've done a lot of big events, but I've never done Georgia, Florida, and I've never done the Super Bowl. I, I would put those on the bucket list. And I've, I haven't done Oklahoma, Texas either. I want to do that one uh, as well. Wow. Um, yeah. But uh, at, at any rate. Um, uh, let's see, uh, where, uh, Larry, did we, oh, we already got you, right? Uh, on yeah, Florida, yeah. Georgia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let me, let me ask you about Colorado, UCLA. Colorado. Um, I think they bounced back. I think they've had a week off to get their heads together. Deanna told everybody you better be there by Saturday night where your locker's cleared out. It <laughs> looks like the tone is, is back to, to preseason. I think that's what they needed. Um, I, I, again, I've never been a, a Chip fan after he left Philadelphia. So anybody who's playing <laughs> against them, anybody who's playing against them, I, I'm rooting for. So I got Colorado winning this one. My okay, Carlos, uh, Carlos, you, uh, Colorado, uh, UCLA's been up and down all season. Colorado has as well. What are you thinking now? 
Well, you're right. They they both have been up and down. Um, I think whoever can stop somebody three or four times is probably going to win this game. Um, but I'm going with UCLA because I think just the depth that they'll have and um, I think that line play will come, will show again. And I think that's what it's just really going to come down to, line play and if, if Colorado can stop UCLA at any point in time. Okay. Uh, Princess, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Uh, they've both been up and down all season. Yeah, and let me just say I'm pulling for Colorado, and I want them to get the six or seven wins. But but I don't think they have the depth, and they really showed that. And maybe after two weeks of bye week, they've recovered. But they didn't look good in that in, in the third and fourth quarter of that last game, and they really gave up, um, I thought, to Stanford. I'm picking UCLA and Chip Kelly in this one, but I want I want Colorado to win. I don't think they won again. Okay. Yeah, you you made a good point. That wide receiver from Stanford was, was killing Travis Hunter. 13 I mean, catches, cool. 200 and some yards receiving. 13 catches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was impressive. Okay. You guys not giving Travis Hunter enough credit to come back from from being off for three weeks, you know. And I bet you see a different Travis Hunter this week. He better be different. It's not I'm easy really hoping that he doesn't play number, both it's ways. It's not easy to come back. So yeah, no, no, I, and he I, got sandwiched. A sandwich did. I I agree with all of that, but I hope he stops playing both ways. No, I don't. But what do I? That's, do? Because that, that's that's his ticket. Oh, and wow! I, and and as far as I could say, um, I just got two things real quick, Tim, on the Colorado UCLA. I'm taking Go ahead. I'm taking Col- I'm taking Colorado first of all, and uh, Shadua promised to sell his merchandise before the game. <laughs> <laughs> and the left tackle is the left tackle is wearing seventy five this week. <laughs> and still no good. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't even know how to follow that one. Go ahead, man. All right, uh, Princess, what pro game did you watch this week? Oh, wow. Um, I watched Miami and the Eagles. Um, did I watch anything in the middle of the day? I watched the Chiefs. I watched the, the Kansas City Swifties. I watched them. Um, but I, I really wanted to – to watch Miami and, and the Eagles, and I think I said it to Tim in the thread, but I, I think the Eagles um, didn't flinch at all, and they weathered the storm, and that, that pick six that Jalen Hurts gave, gave up, I'm like, oh, boy, here we go, and he came right back down, and here we are with, the, with another touchdown. I, I would venture to say it's between San Francisco and the Eagles, but I'd probably give it to the Eagles. I think they're the best team in the NFL. All right. Uh, Somebody send me a recording Larry, of that, please. What, what, <laughs> Larry, no, what sorry. game did you watch? No. <laughs> <laughs> what game did you uh, watch, Larry? Well, obviously I watched it. I thought that was going to be a great game. I thought uh, Miami probably would give us some more problems uh, than they did. But that defensive line put some pressure on them, uh, just enough yeah. pressure to you know, throw his timing off. And then offensively they do what they do. They just control the game. Uh, so they kind of dominate and tell you how to play D. So that was a great game. The Eagles win was good. Um, I was watching some of the Browns game, 
and I was in and out of that, and I saw the domination on the defensive end by the Browns, and when I left, I'm like, okay, that game is over, and came back and saw that they had lost that game, so the Colts did not quit. Um, so those are the two games that I saw, and then I did see just some highlights, and the surprise game to me this weekend was the Lions-Ravens. Did not see that one coming where the oh, yeah. Lions just laid an egg. And that was probably the best offensively that I've seen Lamar play, an overall game, not forcing it but taking what was given to him. Since the first year he came out, first or second year, yeah. Yeah. Now, like you did say Cleveland won, correct? Cleveland came back and won yeah, that by, say, by a field goal, I thought. Yeah, they, yeah, you said, won. Yeah. I'm sorry, they lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Carlos. Well, Cleveland won the game because they gave them the game. Okay, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing to talk about. But the calls that were made at the end of that game, you need to see the end of the game to 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 really. I saw it. That's a whole. That's my. That's another subject. But. Okay, we, 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 got beef, we, we got the beef coming up, Carlos, so you get to talk about you. it. That's why I'm stopping. That's why I'm stopping. <laughs> Chargers, Chiefs, the Chargers coach should have been fired at halftime, okay? So, they got the most talented, one of the most talented teams in the league, and how, how, how Kelsey gets open with nobody near him for 15 yards on tight end weekend or whatever it was, is ridiculous, mm-hmm. okay? And he's supposed to be a defensive guy. So that's ridiculous. He should be fired, no question. That was one game. Another game was uh, Cleveland and Baltimore. Okay. Miles Garrett had a great game, one of my favorite players in the league. You need to save Miles Garrett and get him out of Cleveland, but that's another subject also. Uh-huh. Eagles... Miami, that was I thought was going to be a great game. It was great for the Eagles, but as has already been stated, they weathered the storm. And I think the whole thing with Miami, great speed, all of that. Well, you know what they really have is great timing. If Tua can take three, four, five steps and let the ball go, then you lose. You just got to get him off his mark enough, and you got to get uh, Tariq Hill off his mark just enough, and you can just throw them off. So um, Jalen Hurts is hurt a little bit more than he's letting on, which I noticed during the game, his right knee, there is an issue. That's why his balls were sailing. He couldn't really push off, um, but he did still make some great plays. So kudos to the Eagles. Can and I just say right, this? Tyreek, I was just going to say, Tyreek Hill has almost 1,000 yards receiving in week eight. He's balling. Like, it's hard. To, I don't know how to stop him unless you get some pressure. That, that, he's unguardable. That's it. Yeah. You got you to gotta put pressure. You got to – what's yeah. best would be to be able to jam and get off and have help to one side or the other is, is what you need to do because you need to get his timing off and – and two is timing off for it to yeah. be a, a, a miss. Well, and the, the, if you the don't, you're just going to push really you helped off. out a great deal. Yes. The other injury to the other side helped out a great deal in that game. Not having to. Waddle. Yeah, Waddle. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that helped out a great deal. 
I, as an Eagle yep. fan, I like our wide receivers. I think they have the best receiving core as, as far as wide receivers in the league. And, and Carlos, you made a great point about Hurt because, uh, you know, normally he wouldn't have sl- slid like that every time. He would he would have ran just ran the football, so right. you could tell he was hurt. So, all right, Tim, what yeah. you got for us? Um, I I really only saw the Eagles and the Dolphins game. I watched a little bit of the Browns uh, uh, Colts game, but I fell asleep and woke up. You know, so I just saw parts of it. Um, <laughs> but the, the <laughs> Eagles uh, and I saw that ending, which I have to agree with Carlos. Even though I lived in Cleveland for a number of years, that was pretty that was pretty blatant. I thought um, the, um, the the Eagles, I think, are the best team in football. Um, they just personnel wise, up and down the roster, they are just loaded, and um, <laughs> I think they, uh, San Francisco and Kansas City, are cut above the rest of the league with Baltimore uh, nipping at their heels. But um, they're just – they're very much – they're very impressive. And, and I think it's the offense and defensive lines that make the difference oh, yeah. with them. No question. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Real no quick, guys. Uh, Carlos, what you beefing about? You beefing on making us go home. Well, we got to go home on this because I don't know what – the direction of the NFL is. They're clearly trying to get a different audience with the Taylor Swift stuff, with the direction of games. I mean, controlling the narrative of games, it's, 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 it's almost like obvious. If the fans really open their eyes and look at games, I mean, offsides, illegal procedure, uh, pass That's interference, very timely calls at timely times in games. And the end of the Cleveland game was absolutely ridiculous. A fumble called back, a a pass interference with a barely a touch and a ball that Wilt Chamberlain couldn't get. I mean, it was like ridiculous. <laughs> and then you just end up, you know, first down on the one, give me a break. I mean, so it's it's really, like, questionable where these calls and what's going on. You know, even with the Eagles, they won, but it was things that happened with them. You know, the first touchdown, lineman downfield leading the, the tight end in the end zone. Well, he's downfield already. Like, it was, it was things that weren't called that could be called, but it's very interesting, makes me think with the timing of the calls, end of halves, end of games. Okay. Larry. Yeah, real quick. And, and, These and, things you know, the Eagles, go home. To go home. And, 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 you know, Carlos makes a great point. Um, and refereeing can absolutely change the narrative of the game. And, obviously, they're looking out for offenses. All the rules have been changed for offenses, high scoring, just like in the NBA three-point. So they want to see more offense. It puts people in the seat. Um, there was a call during the Eagles game where I think somebody probably came up and touched Jalen Hurts. He went down, and they called the penalty. And and even as a fan, I'm like, that's not a penalty. So yeah. I'm not sure what's going on. You know, I know we look at games a little differently than most people. 
not not pure fans that may not have played or anything. Um, but when you do look at them, you do start to notice some of those things, and they do come at timely at timely times, and they do and can change the direction of game. So I I, I hope they can get rid of that. All right, Tim, beefing or making us go? Hmm. I'm not beefing this week. Um, and, and the only thing I think from um, from a things that make you go hmm standpoint is just sort of I, I sort of knew this guy was good, but I think he might be the best defensive player in the league. Uh and, and that's Miles Garrett. This guy's amazing. Yeah. Just an amazing athlete. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Precious. I'm not decent this week either. Like, uh-uh. I'm not beefing, but um, I'm still going to stay on the on Taylor Swift. Um, they were posting on social media that she was having a piece of chicken in the, the sky booth with some ketchup and ranch. Who cares? Uh, and I, I am yeah, so I, uh, sick of them during this game, panning to her every time Kelsey, you know, makes a catch or whatever. Um, but the NFL is really trying to – to collaborate with her and use her image to boost whatever of the NFL, and I and I think that's that's a shame, but that's where we are. So no beef, but um, I'm still in the corner of Kayla Nicole and and the good young lady that looks like me, and I don't like Taylor Swift. That's it. <laughs> you know what? Uh-huh. I don't know any song. As I like what Tim said, I don't know any song that that Taylor Swift sings. Not one. Well, you know, you know, instance, you, you bring up you bring up a very good point that I, that I've that I've always thought troubles me about the way they change the rules in the NFL, and then Carlos has talked about it as well, is that um, with this move to to bring the Taylor Swift audience, the Swifties in in mass, and there's a huge audience out there, um, they're bringing more non-football fans to the table. And it seems like they're changing the rules to appeal to those people as opposed to football. Yeah. And it bothers me yeah. a bit. Yeah. 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 And there we are. Um, gentlemen, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, Larry Tisdale, that's about the most honesty that you'll get with me about your Eagles the rest of the season. Carlos Carl Bradley, thank you <laughs> for your contribution. Duck. And Tim, thank you for the first hour and the second hour. Second hour it was really good. I appreciate you all. Hey, let's see you guys at five thirty tomorrow. At five thirty tomorrow, Tim, I'm trying to do a new intro. If I can get you to sing a little bit, I, I'll send you what I need. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> okay, give me the mic. At I didn't do Buck in the preacher. I'll do it. Okay, Tim. <laughs> he said, oh, boy. Like, here we go again. <laughs> All right, Carlos Bradley, Tim Ward, Larry Tisdale, Duck Riley. You guys have a great evening. I'll see most of you all tomorrow night at 530. Never had a so All right. All right. Be good, Sam. Be good. Thank you. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver 
I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.